Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about reparenting yourself. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so many of us growing up didn't receive the, the security, the parenting, the caregiving, the love, and the foundation for feeling seen and safe that maybe we wish we would have or that we actually most needed as human beings. This can be uh, severe forms of abandonment. Um, but it could also be uh, smaller forms of maybe having parents or caregivers who were misattuned to us or different needs that weren't met or just this sense of perhaps having to be a certain version of someone in order to get love or to be accepted. And this can play a big role in our mental health and what unfolds from childhood. If some of these basic needs weren't there for us, we may find ourselves caught in patterns where we're trying to get certain things from other people, or we don't trust people because we didn't get it from the people who we were supposed to trust the most, or we have a complicated relationship to things like intimacy, or love, or expressing boundaries, or sharing our needs. And as I said, a lot of this stems from some of those early years in our life. So what do we do about this if we've had this experience and perhaps we're not able to repair some of those relationships with our caregivers or the damage was done, so to speak, and now we're, we're left with what happened and the residual of that in some of these patterns. If we're not able to get that parenting in the way that we most needed it, what are we left with? Well... Uh, The good news is there are many people who have had this experience uh, and have come out the other side stronger and have developed a quality of stability and safety within themselves and have worked through maybe some of the patterns that have arisen in relationship to other people uh, and their needs and their boundaries. And it didn't involve getting in a time machine and going back in time. It often involves a process of reparenting ourselves, becoming our own parent, becoming our own form of a secure attachment, a stable home base, a point of safety. And so in those early years, we have these needs and we depend on someone else to help meet those needs or teach us how to meet our own needs. If we're hungry, it's met for us. If we're crying, we're consoled. If we feel scared, we're nurtured. And in this way, we learn how to take care of ourselves through someone else doing that for us. Well, if we didn't get that, we can still become that for ourselves. Now, I don't want to simplify all of childhood healing and trauma healing into just this one episode. But what we are talking about here is foundational to so much of developmental trauma healing. 
And the, the foundation for starting to become that parent for yourself really begins with self-awareness, recognizing the needs that are emerging in you when you are feeling unsafe, when you feel like uh, some, uh, a boundary is being violated, when you feel uncertain about something or you're feeling an emotional response. We do first need the capacity to be aware of that experience so that we're not consumed by it. Because when we're in the experience, we're just going to be acting it out. And what we need to develop within ourselves is a part of us that's actually somewhat distant from the experience that can relate to the experience. And that's where the self-awareness comes in. And how do we develop that? Well, a mindfulness and meditation practice is one way where we learn to actually step back from our thoughts, our emotions, our sensations, our patterns, and observe them as a witness. Now, that witness standpoint, that part of us that's able to be grounded and steady, can then look on and see the part of us that is concerned, is feeling unsafe, is experiencing an an emotion, and from that vantage point can relate to that experience. The relationship could come up as uh, saying something to yourself, saying, it's okay, I, w- we've got this, I'm here for you, you're safe right now. And so it could come up in the form of talking. It could also just be this kind, compassionate awareness that's holding the container for your experience, allowing the experience to be processed, to move through you, there's a, a viral video on Facebook a couple of years ago, and I share this in all of my uh, retreats now, uh, of a father holding space for his child. And it's a, a three-minute video, and the child is having a really strong emotional experience. And you watch the child screaming and, and crying um, and, and banging. And then the father's just there, really spacious, really steady, really calm, offering a hug when it's needed, Uh, If the child's pushing back, giving the child the space to push back. And in that way, the child has the opportunity to go through their emotional expression and still see that their support is there, that they're still loved through that. Uh, And that is what develops that sense of trust that we can be ourselves and still be okay and still be accepted. And yeah, it's hard when we didn't get that when we were younger it can be the deepest pain and it's also something that we can start to rebuild in ourselves through this process so if this is resonating then a meditation practice can be can be quite powerful Um, and just taking that stance notice that you can take that stance that orientation to those parts of you that maybe feel hurt that don't feel seen and just hold that loving space start by holding that loving space toward yourself uh, with compassion, with kindness, and even saying things like, you're okay, I'm here for you. You become that secure attachment for yourself. Even something like loving kindness can be quite useful for this. And I have a free loving kindness meditation on YouTube. Just type in my name and loving kindness. You can practice that there. And I also have loving kindness meditations on mindfulness.com. Loving-kindness meditation really does tend to be uh, quite reparative because you're actively cultivating wishes of well-being from yourself to yourself. And for those who have experienced trauma, especially developmental trauma, I've just seen transformative 
results from a consistent loving kindness practice. So it's something to consider in addition to a basic mindfulness practice where you're learning to take the stance of the observer who's able to hold the experience without becoming the experience. And if you'd like to go deeper into this process, this is the last call for the upcoming online retreat on working with stress and anxiety. This is my most comprehensive program to date on this particular topic. As many of you know, I run these retreats every couple of months and I pick a topic that I want to dive into. We haven't yet done one specifically on stress and anxiety. And uh, if this is something that's calling to you, if you're really looking to kind of move the needle in this particular area of your life, if you feel like stress and anxiety are defining characteristic of how you live, Maybe you've tried other different modalities and different forms of therapy or working with your thoughts and it just falls short. I think you'll you'll find that there's something here for you. We're really going to take a multifaceted, multidimensional uh, approach to how stress and anxiety arise and how to work with them and really explore like when you get in touch with how stress and anxiety show up in your life and you really follow that thread into its inception what is that for you and how do we how do we work at it on on that deeper level so there's lots that comes with this course you can check it all out on the resource page lots of bonus resources as well Um, over a hundred different meditations that you'll get my seven day sleep course so you could check it all out on the website um, I won't go into it all here, but would love for you to, to be able to join this weekend. I also created a video talking more about the retreat if you want to learn more about it. As always, if finances are a barrier, you're not able to attend, which is different than not being willing to invest in your own learning. There's a fine line there. But if you're interested in this topic and you really can't attend because finances are a barrier, We always want to make that work for you. So just reach out at support at practicinghuman.com and uh, inquire about partial scholarships. And we'll see if we can make something work for you. Would love to have you there. All right, everyone. All the details are at coreymascara.com forward slash retreat. Link is also in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And until then, take care.